What's good? You already know who it is, and if you don't know who it is, it's your man Leon Benson, aka Leon Genesis, aka your mom's favorite personal trainer, aka let's get it, aka let's work, aka always working, aka Beatrice Thompson in the building. What it do? We back at it again, man. It's March 22nd, 2021. This is episode 48, season two of the Passion Purpose Perspective podcast by yours truly, man. You. It feels like it's been forever, but it's only been like six or seven days. It's crazy how many things happen in such a short period of time. But anywho, man, we in here. We two episodes away from 50. I told y'all we finna touch 50 episodes. We gonna, we, we finna touch 50 episodes. You know what I'm saying? We gonna do what we say we do out in these streets, man. Because that's what we do in 2021. In 2021, we do what we say we gonna do, man. At least 95% of the time. Anyway, last episode, we discussed half marathons. And we discussed core training, and obviously we went over, you know, um, coaching that's available, and we also talked about the book of the month, and we broke it down, man. Um, I kind of gave you guys my personal experience just with my most recent half marathon, how I felt, how it was, the experience, the time, the pace, um, and just my overall thoughts on it, because yeah, man, it's race season right now. Um, and it's run season right now. So I just been trying to go in and get everything I can possibly get out of my cardio, uh, vascular endurance training. And I've just been trying to get the most out of just my running experience at a higher level because yeah, I once was a beginner. I once sucked ass to me. I'm still a beginner. Um, just because I don't have any like major races or anything under my belt, but yeah, it is what it is, man. I run every day, so I'm just documenting any experience the way I need to. Um, but yeah, going into let me fix the lighting real quick on this. Okay, I can't even fix the lighting on it. But anyway, going into um, you know, cardio and running and just my experience with it. I wanna talk a little bit about my experience with running shoes. Um, just running sneakers or whatever. Because yeah. I used to think, well, you can kind of just, you know, run in any type of shoe as long as it's like light, light, a lightweight shoe or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's just that. But honestly, there's so many factors that come into play in terms of just how your foot is built, you know, your something called uh your your walking or running gait um your walking or running gait is in in a simple way to break it down it's basically how your foot lands where it lands um and just where the pressure and weight is on your foot when you're walking and or running again it's it's called a gait um uh, so yeah, um, I recently was wearing uh, some shoes. Not recent. Well, yeah, recently. Um, I've been wearing these shoes for like over a year because yeah, I just don't like. 
I don't like spending money, especially not on things that I don't feel are necessary to spend money on. Um, and in terms of running shoes, in this case, I tried as much as I could to hold out as long as I possibly could for one, because again, I don't like to overpay for, for anything, especially like something like shoes, because I feel like shoes are a little more of a trivial purchase. Like it's not really that important depending on what you need the shoes for. In this case, shoes are extremely important to me. I run every single day now. So yeah, I need shoes that are going to work for my style of running, the anatomy of my foot, etc. Um, so yeah, basically I was wearing some shoes. I, I busted them up. I ran thousands of miles in them. So they were no good. It basically felt like I was running barefoot essentially, because that's just how worn down the shoe was. The soles were just completely worn down. Like Jones was leaning like crazy. Um, like the inner, uh, the inner cushion, uh, on the inside of my ankle was ripped on, on both shoes because, you know, my heels be hitting together sometimes when I run. Um, but yeah, I really needed shoes. So the search began. The shoes that I was wearing that were extremely busted up, I was trying to find those for a few weeks, like a while back. I even asked one of my clients like, yo, can you help me find these shoes? Because they're pretty keen with, you know, they're with shoes, how they purchase shoes, where they find them at or whatever. Um, high price shoes, low price shoes, etc. Um, you know, what you know what the kids call it now, sneakerhead. So I asked a sneakerhead, like, yo, can you find these for me? Um, basically, end result, couldn't find them. I tried searching for them online, couldn't find them. So I was like, well, I'm just not going to get shoes until I find these shoes. Time is of the essence. It was running out. So many weeks later, you know, a few months later, whatever, I'm still running in the shoes. Now I'm getting all types of pain in my feet. So it's getting it's getting dangerous. And I'm like, man, I really got to do something. So, yeah, just to kind of speed up the process of the story a little bit and get to the to the nitty gritty. Um, I ended up finally going to a shoe store. Um, yeah, I believe it was the first time we had ever went there. So they have a whole process where um, if you're if it's your first time there, you can allow the sales clerk to assess your foot. So basically, you're waiting in line or whatever. After you wait in line, they call your name. You go into the store. It's a big ass store too. Um, but yeah, they go in. They ask you like what type of shoe you're looking for in terms of like the brand. And then they ask you obviously your size. And then they go from there. So then they'll have the first person assess your foot. So off top, they're, you know, saying, okay, how often do you run? Um, what type of shoe are you looking for? Uh, how much cushion do you like? Um, as far as like insoles, this and that. They're looking at, okay, scientifically, how your foot is built. We need to find you a shoe based off of that and that solely. No pun intended. So now... They start making an insole. Automatically, they start adjusting and making an insole. They um, 
and then before before they even do the before they even do the insoles, they before they create them for your foot, they have you walk on a treadmill for like I don't know thirty seconds or so at like two point five miles um, an hour, and they they film your feet as you're walking. They're standing behind you and they film your feet for thirty seconds. They just have you walk normal with no shoes on. So what they're doing is they're assessing your gait, which again, your gait is how your foot lands when you are running and or walking, the position in which it lands, where it lands, how it lands. So, you know, there's specific types of gates and I wrote them down here. I took some notes. So, and I'm not, I'm not super like heavy on any of this stuff. Like these are things that I'm experiencing in real time. So bear with me in terms of just my overall, uh, grasp of just the anatomy of the foot and how it moves, how it works and everything like the technicals. But yeah, there are uh, a few different gate types. So what they're looking for is if, is if my foot is uh pronating if it's over pronating if it's under pronating or if it's a neutral pronation so in layman's terms again that is just how your foot lands where it lands whether your Achilles is it are leaning inward or whether you're landing on the outer part of your foot towards the pinky, or if you're landing towards the inner part of your arch, um, putting more pressure on the big toes and, and the inner arch of your foot, whether you, you have an high, a high arch or if you're flat footed. So yeah, it's just, it's a whole plethora of information that goes into it, but they, you know, they, they kind of expedite the process. Um, which is something that I'm like, ah, I kind of don't like that. I would like more of, of an intimate, more of a one-on-one, -on -one, more of a, hey, we're really here to make sure you get in the right foot. I don't like the whole assembly line style of assessing somebody's feet and getting them ready for running shoes. Like, if it's your gig to really put together an analysis and then find a shoe according to that analysis, you want it to be more of it a one-on-one -on -one experience. You don't want to feel like you're just a cog in a machine going through a conveyor belt. Um, but yeah, so based on those, your gate types, like I said, they're looking for, you're also looking for imbalances. So again, I'm sure they go through some rigorous training for this, probably nothing crazy, but you, you have to learn something about the human foot running and walking and different imbalances and injuries that can occur, you know, because how, otherwise, how are you going to be able to, to properly assess somebody if you don't know? So, yeah. Anyway, they assessed me um, and I asked them if I'm like, oh, if I over pronate or whatever. But they said, no, they said I have more of like a rigid gait which is basically I don't over pronate. I don't under pronate. I'm pretty much neutral, which is what 
most people would want to have. Um, I guess because it tends to lead to less injuries in terms of having knee problems, shin, shin splints, or any type of uh, back issues or whatever. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, basically, after they did the assessment, they did the video, they made the insoles. Um, of course, I didn't want the insoles, you know, because, yeah, that's just not what I was there for. I was there for the shoe. So, and based on my past experience, when I find a shoe I like, that's it. Like, I know, I know how it feels on my foot, but I'm going to get to that. First, I just wanted to, to talk about the experience with the assessment. Basically, after they assessed me, um, they had me go to another sales clerk. I went to the next sales clerk. Hey, I run about 100, 100 and, you know, between 100 and 150 miles a month. Um, so every, yeah, I run every single day, as some of you guys know. Average is like, you know, three miles a day or whatever. Um, sometimes it's longer. Sometimes it's shorter too. But anyway... Yeah. So based on just that information, this person didn't do, wasn't there for the assessment. They're just the next person to help you find the shoe. They're not even helping you find the shoe. They're literally just saying, look, give me the paper that, that the person, that first person gave you. All right. We know what shoes you need. What size are you? Okay. So what I don't like, I told them that I'm a 13, but just based off of the assessment, they thought that I needed a 12 and a half and not just a 12 and a half, a 12 and a half wide and not just a 12 and a half wide. It was a 12 and a half wide 2E. I still didn't even research what the hell 2E means. But yeah, I guess that's a measurement of width in one's foot. So I guess because my arch is not high. I have a low arch, AKA I have flat feet, but they're not extremely flat, but they are flat. So because of that, the, your foot will spread out, um, which also causes the pronation or the over pronation or the under pronation or the neutral pronation, depending on the anatomy of your foot and, and where it lands, how it lands, etc. But yeah, so they, they got me these shoes um, they were a 12 and a half 2E. They, so, yeah, that, that was the shoe. I, I tried the shoes on. They look really good. I'm like, okay, cool. They look good or whatever. But off top, I was looking at the, the heel, not the heel, the sole of the shoe and the cushion on the outside. And I'm like, damn, this is kind of thick. But you know what? If these people know what they're talking about, I'm going to let them do this. I'm going to let them have this. Because typically, I know what I like, I know what I want, I know what I feel when I put shoes on. But I let them do it because I'm like, I want to see what this experience is like. I want to see if they can get this. I want to see if they really know what the hell they talking about. So, of course, I got the shoes. Um, you know, we ain't even going to talk about the price. <laughs> but yeah, if y'all know me personally, yeah. But yeah, anyway... So I get the shoes and now it's like, okay, I wear them immediately. As soon as I leave the store, I put them on because for me, the sooner I break them in, the, the, the sooner I'll know if they work when I start actually running. Because for one thing, just like a helpful tip, tip to you guys that are getting deeper into running, 
you know, whether it's walking or sprinting or whatever, and you're trying to find shoes for that occasion, if you go to a store and you're going to try on shoes, do not go in the morning or the early afternoon. Go at the end of the day. If you can find a shoe store that's open a little bit later in the day, go there maybe like an hour before they close. Because the thing that happens is your foot is going to expand. After a long day of work, being on your feet, um, even just blood flow and just you being in more relaxed states throughout the day, your skin is naturally going to uh, loosen up. The muscles obviously are going to loosen up. You're going to be warmed up. You're going to be, you know, going through your day. You've already been on your feet, pittering, pattering all throughout the day, walking, running, jumping, leaning, um, standing, sitting or whatever, you know, so you're already putting a bunch of stress on your feet. Your foot is going to spread naturally. Your foot size is going to be a little bit bigger. You're going to stretch out whatever shoes you already wear at the end of the day. So I would advise all of you, if you're going to to buy shoes for training purposes, whether you're lifting weights, biking, uh, uh, you know, or running or walking long distance, short distance, get your measurements, get your assessment and buy your shoes closer towards the end of the day, because you're real. That's when you're really going to know how the shoe actually fits. Also, you have to think about it's going to take a while for, for you to break the shoe in most likely. Um, now, in some cases, you, you get it right on the first try and you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going way off task. I'm going way off topic or whatever. Not way off topic, but yeah, I'm, I'm going on a tangent. I'm just, I'm, tr I'm trying to help you all out. But anyway, going back to um, this whole situation with this, with this uh, shoe company. So yeah, we did the assessment. They gave me a 12 and a half uh, 2E. So they gave me a 12 and a half wide. I'm a 13. I'm a size 13, just a standard 13. That's it. I've always been sit for, for, you know, since adulthood, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna let them, I'm gonna let them have this. So I, I wear the shoes immediately after I leave the store, I'm walking around in them. All right. Okay. I'm like, okay, they feel, they feel stable. They do feel a little, a little, a little high. Um, but they feel stable. So I'm like, okay, well maybe stability is what I need. Um, because I was having foot pain on the outer as uh, the outer part of my foot towards the pinky toe, like all from from the pinky toe all the way back to the heel. Um, that's where a lot of my pain was residing because that's uh, a majority of where I put pressure when I land. You know, my gait uh, is a little is a little. I mean, from what they said, it's rigid, so it's neutral. It's in between. It's not too too far out too far in as far as where I land. But yeah, to me, when I get going, um, I put more pressure on the outsides of my, of my feet, but yeah, I I'm, I'm wearing the shoes. And for some of you guys that follow me on social media, um, you saw me posting, usually I'll post, you know, oh, maintenance work, or I'll just say like, Oh, that this was a good run. Or this was an, a man run. Like, nah, um, you know, I kind of just document my runs and how they are. But I also added in that I was doing a trial period. This is why I was saying 
maintenance run or maintenance work slash trial period because I was trying these shoes. I was going to give them two weeks. Um, their thing was, if you wear the shoes in 90 days, if you don't like them, you can take them back and exchange them or whatever. So you have to, but you have to get something from that store. That's the only other thing I didn't like. They, you know, but you know, that's just companies trying to finesse their way through the system or whatever. Do what they got to do to get the sale. So, hey, here's some store credit. If you don't like this, bring it back. And you got to get something else that you like. So, yeah, basically what ended up happening was I, I ran for about two weeks. Um, the first day I got the shoes, I didn't run. But from the second day on, I ran every single day. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was, it had to be at least a week that I was doing this trial period. I could be wrong, but anyway, yeah, I was, I was running and it just, it just didn't feel right, man. It never felt fully right. It just didn't. There was pressure still, um, on the outer parts of my feet, especially on the right foot. Um, my Achilles tendon uh, was, was very, very tender, like no pun intended again, but it was very sore, but that was previously from wearing the busted up shoes that just no longer were effective, but still in the process, the shoes, the initial shoes that I, that I had got, um, assessed for the, the things that I did like about it, it, it was that there was some, some absorption of the shock. So when I would hit, when I would land on the ground, on the pavement, it was catching, um, it was catching some of the, uh, yeah, it was just catching some of, some of the shock in terms of just me. Oh, not shock. It was catching the impact. So it was allowing me to hit the ground with comfort, to hit the ground without worrying that, oh, I'm going to just feel raw ground because the shoes before were so busted up. I was, it, it, like I said, it felt like I was running without shoes, but yeah, going back to the shoes, man, I ran in them every single day. Um, the longest I ran in them was five miles. Um, I think I ran five miles, like one or two times in them. The, all the other times was like three milers, four milers. Um, and it just, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Another thing that was that was an issue for me, especially when I would run downhill, was my big toe was crashing into the front of the shoe. So if you can imagine, I'm I'm a little flat footed, not extremely flat footed, but I'm fairly flat footed. So when my foot is landing, my heel is coming, uh, not my heel, my arch is rolling inward. My toe is rolling inward towards my inner ankle. So if I'm wearing a, a shoe that is a, a half size too small, my toe has no other place to go but to crash into the wall of the toe area, the inner toe area, big toe area. So that was causing me pain. So because of that, I was trying to adjust my toes um, in the beginning. And when you adjust your toes, some people, when they when they land, because of their gait, they, they claw the ground. They try to grip the ground with their toes. That causes all types of injuries. Um, you know, 
your toenails can literally come off over time if you're doing long distance running you can get blisters etc um some people even wear running socks now for me i like the standard cotton socks those work for me um they just work for me they work for me um however i did do some running socks they weren't too bad um i do feel like my feet slide around too much in running socks because of the material they're made out of like polyester or something like that but yeah my my t my big toes were were crashing into the t the the front of the sneaker that for me was a no go but again I kept running, I kept running, I kept running. I'm like, I really got to make sure that these are, are the ones or not the ones. But honestly, I kind of knew right away, especially once once I hit that first downhill uh, run. But yeah, another thing that was just turned me off about the whole process um, was when I would change direction. Because the routes that I normally run, it's not, oh, just a complete circle. Um, I run two different routes whenever I do my long distance training. Um, and the route that I run a majority of the time, uh, I kind of I kind of create my own little course and I kind of have to go back and forth. Therefore, I'll, I'll kind of do a couple of zigzags um, as far as like if you would look at my trail that's left behind on a map. So because of that, when I'm running, I'll, let's just say I'm running to the end of a sidewalk or the end of an intersection. Instead of me going across the street, I I turn back and go the other way, the way that I came when I started. So because of that, I have to change direction fairly quickly. Normally, when I'm changing direction, I'll I'll take I'll take a few steps. So I'll take like I'll go okay. I'll go left foot, right foot, and then I'm I'm already making my 180 and I'm turning back. But because of the design of the shoe and the way that it was built and how stable and thick the sole was, um it didn't allow me to comfortably change direction in that regard. So what what happened was Instead of me taking that that one two step, shout out to Sierra, um, shout out to Jazzy Faye on a production. Instead of me being able to take that one two step, that left right, and then and then hitting that one eighty and going, what I had to do was I would I would I would I would stop like I would get to the end of the of the intersection or the end of the pavement, and I would literally jump in the air do a 180 land on both my feet simultaneously and then i would begin my run now why is that even important when it comes to me trying to hit certain times time lapses in terms of just my pace and running at faster faster paces um and being able to maintain that for a longer amount of distance i need to be able to cut and 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 turn and change direction as fast as possible and as seamlessly as possible because i had to jump in the air do a 180 land on my feet and then continue on my run i was losing at least two seconds 
of of a time that I could have improved upon. And I also was uncomfortable because I thought if I change direction and hit that left, right, that one, two step, how I normally do, I felt like I was going to roll my, uh, my ankle and I didn't want to take the risk, especially with some brand new shoes. So yeah, it just caused me to really compromise my style of running. Uh, and then, yeah, just like I said, with the positioning of my toes and, and just trying to figure out like, are these shoes really going to work for me? But yeah, um, in the words of Troy Ave, to make a long story long, the shoes just did not end up working. So because of that, I said, you know what? This trial period was a complete bust and I'm really agitated and it's ruining my training. Um, and I just was becoming extremely impatient because for me, the process began when the shoes that I was comfortable in got busted up and didn't work as well anymore and I couldn't find them online so I was already grappling with this issue for months on end and I knew that this day was gonna come for me this was like doomsday but yeah I took the shoes back and I said I'm done with the assessments these people don't know what they're talking about I'm not a size 12 and a half 2e um this is way too much cushion for me I feel like I'm running in a trampoline no, I'm going to find my shoes. I'm going to I'm going to wear try on shoes until I get it right. So, instantly we go back, we got the shoes, hey, we just want to make an exchange. So we go, I look at shoes. All right, visually I know. All right, these shoes look like shoes that will work for me. There's not too much cushion, there's not too much sole there. The heels are not too thick. Okay, they look light. They look you know what I'm saying? They look sleek. They look slick. And the design, the fashion of it or whatever you want to call it, the design looks looks appealing to me. And it's But it's also simple. I'm either going to get really simple shoes or I'm going to get really complex colors and some little, a little bit of flash and fancy. But I really don't like fancy. I like simple and boring. So yeah, I ended up writing down uh, in my phone. I wrote down like four or five pair to pick out. Of course, my big ass feet, size 13, they, did, they only had uh, three pair available. So yeah, the first pair I tried on, um, typically I would think those would work for me based on my history, but no, of course they were very, very like blocky and just very like clunky and all that. And I was just like, no, this isn't going to work for me. And it was pressing against my arch and I didn't like that at all. So it was very uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, basically the shoes, the one of the first shoes that I ended up looking at the second time at the store that I knew like, man, these probably would be more up my alley. Those were the ones that worked. So now I'm in the secondary trial period right now. And so far, so good. I ran five miles today. Um, I was able to keep a really good pace. My, my more so my typical pace, I was able to change directions so seamlessly it was very beautiful um the shoes that i'm wearing right now they feel stable there's not too much bounce there's not too much cushion but there's also not too much uh impact when i'm hitting the ground uh based on my gait so yeah so far so good and there's also another another pair that i have in mind um that i will be getting in the future but before i get too excited 
I, I really wanna I really wanna make sure that these are the ones. So I will be doing a couple more five milers. I'm gonna try to do a 10 miler in these. I think it'll be a lot uh, more comfort um, and just stability overall compared to the last shoe that I tried. So yeah, I say all of that to say when it comes to shoes, the only reason to have an individual assess your foot is to know the the technical terms of what your feet do when you walk and when you run. That's the only reason for that, to know what the technicals are, to know whether you are, um, whether you have pronation, over pronation, under pronation, or neutral pronation. That's the only reason to get your foot assessed. Um, because again, they're going to tell you you're flat footed or you have a high arch. You need this shoe. But when you put that shoe on, it might not work for you. It might be too tight. It might be too big. It might be too, uh, too narrow. It might be too wide. There might be too much cushion. There might not be enough insole. You just don't know until you put the shoe on. But even when you put the shoe on, guess what you still have to do? You still have to run. And guess what you still have to do when you're running? You have to break the shoe in. The shoe is going to change form. It's going to get looser. The fabric is going to, to break down and, and, and get worn in. That is going to change how your foot functions inside the shoe. So the first day that you wear the shoe, even if it's comfortable, please be aware that you have to actually run and put mileage on the shoe so that you will know in two weeks time, in one week's time, at least one week running every single day, that's when you will know this shoe works or it doesn't work. Any discomfort you have, you know, those first couple runs, that is just your body breaking in the shoe, your foot breaking in the shoe. You're still not going to fully know 100% if that works. Now, all right, it's been two weeks, maybe three weeks. Now you're probably going to know by now you've already had pain um, that maybe you've, you usually have or you don't have any pain or you never had pain. But because of the new shoes you're running in, now you have some issues like that's a sign. Y'all know when shoes are comfortable on your feet. Yes, it's interesting to have someone, uh, you know, uh, assess your foot and say what style it is and this and that. And you look at the signs behind it and blah, blah, blah. That's cool. But until you put that shoe on and walk around in it and then you go run in it or you lift weights in it, you're not going to know because a shoe is different. It functions different. When you're walking, it functions different when you're running. It functions different when you're lifting weights. That's why they have regular casual walking shoes. That's why they have, uh, you know, advanced or elite running shoes. That's also why they have weightlifting shoes. There's, there's different shoes for different occasions. I mean, you guys already know this, but in terms of like running, yeah, it's a whole world out there when it comes to the shoe game. Don't you can't just buy any old shoe. The shoe has to work for you and your style and how you like to run. The science is there. Um and that's good to know what 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 type of uh the just the anatomy of your foot. Like I said, whatever your uh pronation is, what not your pronation, whatever your gait is. 
So how you land and where you land when you're walking and running, it's good to know that. But you have to know your style of training, whether it's running or lifting weights, how that's going to impact what what type of shoe you need, because it's going to be different for everybody. Everybody doesn't like their shoes to be loose. Everybody doesn't like their shoes to be tight. Everybody doesn't like their shoes to be wide. Everybody doesn't like their shoes to be narrow. Everybody doesn't like a high sole uh, or insoles or you know, a low sole or whatever, or a high arch or a low arch, it's different for every single person. So make sure that you know your body, learn your body, learn how you run, you know, the different style, just the styles of how you run and what you need based on how you run. How many miles do you run? Um, how often do you run? Do you run super fast? Do you run super slow? Do you run like in between? Um, do you change direction when you run or do you just run straight or do you run in a circle? Um, do you land on the outer part of your foot towards the pinky and, and the and the back uh, heels? Do you run? Do you land more so on the balls of your feet? Do you land more so on the heels of your foot? Um, do you run? Uh, do you land more so on the inner arc arch of your feet? Like you have to know. Uh, what happens to your body, to your feet when you run. And then you, you find the shoes according to that, but you still have to go through a trial period and test the shoes out. So if you're buying running shoes, make sure you get them from a store that has uh, a policy similar to the store that I went to. 90 days, um, you can take them back if you don't like them and get a new shoe. But I would go with a store and a company that says, hey, look, if you don't like these shoes, you can either exchange them for a different shoe or you can get a, a full refund. So find a store like that, not a store that's going to lock you in and say, look, I know you don't like those shoes, but you got to find something else in this store. 90 days, return them and you get store credit. Nah, chill. Like, give me the option to take them back and exchange a shoe or give me the option to take them back and get my refund. If I don't like the store, if the store doesn't have the shoe for me because my shoe, my feet are just that different. Yo, it's not cool that you locking me into this. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, be patient. Um, I know that sounds crazy coming from me because I'm I, I have zero patience. But yeah, just be patient. Do your do your own research, but make sure you do trial periods. Make sure you do trial runs. Test things out. Run tests, run studies. Out of 10 runs, I ran, you know, the fastest only 5 times out of 10 or I you know, I ran, you know, this time uh, you know, this pace this many times based on these shoes that I bought at this price with this sole thickness and, and this whatever based on my gait you know but yeah um i say all that to basically say like know your body for one know your style of training that you like and even if you get assessed by somebody that's quote unquote an expert or whatever and knows what they're talking about make sure that you go through rigorous testing make sure you go through testing test out the products and or shoes or equipment that you're using so that you know okay it's it's really this is really how it is
But yeah, man, um, I need to get up out of here because I'm starving and I got to get to the family so we can eat and do what we do. Um, so yeah, man, that is just my experience so far in terms of, you know, just running and just the whole process in terms of being, I got quote unquote, an elite runner. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an elite runner, but I guess I would say like I'm an advanced runner. So yeah, it's definitely levels to this shit in terms of picking shoes. You're not just going to pick a shoe and run 10 miles in it. Like, nah, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game out there, man. In the words of Conor McGregor, it's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> that was terrible. But yeah, man, um, before we get out of here, um, online coaching is available as usual. So if you're interested and you're trying to get in shape, I got custom online fitness and nutritional coaching available right now. Um, so yeah, you can DM me on any of my social media at Leon Benson two on Instagram at Leon Benson on Facebook, or you can go on anchor.fm podcast, uh, Spotify podcast, Google podcast, or Apple podcast, or any other place that you're listening to this on type in Leon Genesis comment under any of my episodes and let me know that you want to work with me. Um, I got eight week and 12 week programs. I'm definitely looking for one or two serious transformations. I, I got one under my belt right now. I want to get one or two more before the year is out. Um, so preferably if you are, are somewhat of a beginner or if you are someone that is looking to have a major transformation, like we're talking like, you know, losing 30 pounds, losing 40 pounds, hit me up, man. I got what you need. Custom online coaching for you, man. We can go, we can go get you a meal plan, right? You know what I'm saying? Get you uh, you know, a resistance training program, get you a cardio uh vascular endurance program that works for you so that you can hit your goals. You're not gonna get your dream body, but I can get you some results that is obtainable and realistic. So, yes, again, at Leon Benson 2 on Instagram, um, at Leon Benson on Facebook. Type in Leon Genesis on any platform where you're listening to this podcast. Um, and yeah, like I said, let me know that you want to work with me, man. And we're going to get you right. Other than that, um, I, I have been, as far as music goes, I have been doing a couple references. References is basically like when you kind of like you throw on uh, an instrumental and you kind of just freestyle. So you kind of just go off the top and you just come up with random song ideas and you just save them for future reference in case you want to use them for an album um, or or if you're trying to work with other artists and, and write songs for them. But you're kind of just, you know, pressed for time. So you need to just get ideas out. But, yeah, I've been doing a couple references here and there. So that's been that's been good. So but other than that, man, um, book of the month is still stock investing for dummies. So I know last time we were talking about just assessing your financial situation. Um, also, yeah, book of the month, like I said, is Stock Investing for Dummies. It's the sixth edition written by Paul M. Ladjanovic. Um, I'm sharing this because, for one, I love reading. And in the words of Rachel Flores, readers are leaders, learners are earners. Um so, and for me, it's just like, I'm trying to take my life and my intellect to the next level. And I'm also trying to do what wealthy people do and wealthy people, uh, they study, they learn, um, they do a lot of reading, 
They're always educating themselves. They never stop learning. And also, they invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange trade funds, treasury bills, etc. And I'm trying to do the same thing. Um, and I am doing the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, but my goal is to do it at the highest levels possible over, over a long period of time. So I'm just sharing some of that literature with you guys because I know with this whole GameStop thing and this AMC thing and this whole Nokia thing, people are going crazy. But they're only going crazy based off of what people, other people are telling them. It's like, look, this is a whole different thing. Like, do your own research. Do your research. You feel me? Don't just listen to what I say. Don't just listen to what some person says that claims to be an expert. Do your research. Don't be lazy. Read up on this stuff. Gain knowledge on the companies that you're interested in. Gain knowledge on just the general aspects of investing in, period, in anything, you know? Um, but yeah, even look at look at um, just the whole breakdown of accounting and, and, and what, what, what is involved in that whole world. So that you can make more informed decisions. But anywho, yeah, um, where are we at in this book? Uh, chapter two, which is taking stock of your financial situation and goals. So, yeah, uh, last time we were just talking about how there's a table in this book on page 17 that pretty much has you break down what your net worth is. So it has you... Um, map out your current assets which are your cash on hand so physical cash that you have and cash you have in your checkings your banking accounts if you have cds aka certificates of deposit if you have stocks mutual funds other assets or collectibles um and then that that's all your current assets and then it has long-term assets which is like your auto like your auto stuff so if you have cars um, whether you buy or lease or whatever, um, or if you just have a collection of cars that you own, um, your residence. So if you have any real estate that you own, or if you have like a mortgage and then personal stuff such as jewelry. Um, and then you total all that stuff and that'll tell you what, what all your assets are. And then you take that, um, information and you look at all your liabilities. Liabilities are all the things that you pay for. So things like credit cards, personal loans, uh, mortgage, and then you tally up that. So anything that is a liability, you have to subtract from your assets. That's going to tell you what your net worth is. So, yeah, obviously, the less liabilities you have, the, the higher your net worth is going to be, um, the more assets you'll have overall. But, yeah, man, I say all that to say. Do your research. Know what you're getting yourself into, man. Don't just listen to, to people that sound like they know what they're talking about. It, it's the age of the internet. It's the, it's the information age. Everybody now can sound like they know what they're talking about. I can sit here and go through all this, go through all the technical terms, read this shit verbatim, and make it sound like, you know, I'm the most advanced individual. I'm not. These are things that I've been wanting to do and, and I'm implementing myself and I just, I like to share that information. I get bored. I don't like to do the same things all the time, constantly. I like to learn. So I figured all these books I've been reading over the years, I might as well start sharing them with individuals that are interested. 
Because, yeah, everybody's not interested in fitness, but everybody's interested in how they can build wealth or how they can get a tighter grip on their finances or just what everybody's even making a fuss about in terms of the stock market. What the hell is a stock market? What is, you know, investing? What is all of that? What's a 401k? Some people don't know what that is, like or how that process even works. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't know what treasury bonds are, or treasury bills, I mean. They don't know what bonds are. They don't know what an index fund is. So, yeah, I'm in the process of learning these things. I figured I would just share with you guys some of my findings and what I'm experiencing and what I'm learning about. But you guys have to do your own research. Even on the fitness side, do your Googles. Yeah, I've been training and exercising since I was 12 years old, you know, um, and just... I've played, I've played football for a year, if that if that counts for anything. You know, I've gotten certified as a personal trainer. You know, I've studied some nutrition or whatever here and there, but I've trained every every day, you know, for the last five years. And like I said, I've been training, you know, multiple times a week since I was 12 years old. So I have personal experience that I use in order to educate myself, in order to help, uh, you know, inform others. I wouldn't call myself an educator in in terms of, you know, fitness and nutrition. I still feel like I'm a baby in that industry as well. But yeah, man, I do like to, you know, quote unquote, teach in a way. It's very exciting for me. But also by me, you know, recording these podcast episodes, it also helps me to better understand what I'm learning and utilizing in my own situation. So, yeah, the fact that you might be listening to this, it's just that's just a byproduct of me tapping into, you know, my own study habits. But anyway, man, this shit is getting long. I got to get to the crib. Definitely appreciate the consistent listeners that have been here um, on a weekly basis. So, yeah, man, we got more content coming for you guys. As you know, again, man. Hit me up on my social media, man. Or you can just type in Leon Genesis on any of the podcast platforms that you're listening to this on. We got more in store, man. We working. I'm hungry as hell right now. I'm about to go eat. I'm probably going to make a rap. Not not a musical rap, like an actual, like a, a, an edible rap. You know what I'm saying? With some vegetables and some lean proteins in it because I'm starving. But anyway, man, I'm about to get up out of here. So as usual, you already know who it is. I'm not going to say it again. I'm out.